0: Welcome to the King Hero Indie Car Podcast with Kirby and Justin. I'm trying different, you know, uh, things to, uh, you know, stress when I say that, Kirby. How's that working out?
1: I like it. It's a good effort. Um, Thank you. I have, I have noticed I say the exact same thing to open every show, so I, I respect the effort. Thank you. Um, Kirby, how are you? Doing well, Justin. How about yourself? Um, I'm Pretty good. Uh,
0: first first and foremost, a uh, shout-out to Todd from Chicago on his 54th birthday today.
1: Hey, happy birthday, July. Todd.
0: Happy birthday, Todd, 7th of July. Uh, got that does out Todd, of
1: the way. Does Todd listen to the show?
0: I doubt it very seriously. Okay. <laughs> his interest in IndyCar, I, I can't even imagine how low that would rank in his uh, world of interest.
1: Uh well what little I know Todd, probably very, very lowly.
0: Yeah. If we had a watch podcast, he might be all over it. <laughs> right. Curb,
1: uh let's get stuck into
0: it. All things indie car.
1: Get stuck into it, okay.
0: Yeah. We haven't had a lot of time to uh talk about these things ahead of time, so we're we're gonna get a lot of spontaneity here tonight.
1: Just what the people want.
0: That's what the people want. Curb, um I wanna start out. Probably a place you wouldn't expect me to start out. Jack Harvey. And I, I have to ask you the question because I, I was uh, kind of picking up on this little tidbit the other day. This is the final year of his contract with yes. uh, Michael Shank. Right. Is, is, is Jack Harvey in trouble? Is that – I mean he has made some mistakes, there's no doubt, and I think he made a mistake last race if I'm not mistaken.
1: I think his team made a mistake last race. Okay. I think his team has made a handful of mistakes in recent races, but. Agreed. Continue.
0: So my question is, I, I, fi- I would find it hard to believe, but is Jack Harvey in trouble at
1: Shank? I don't think so. Um, I don't have much to base that on other than the Meyer and Meyer Shank, I think is the one that kind of facilitated his entry into IndyCar and kind of kept him afloat in his early years before he caught on with Shank and, uh, Shank, you know, develop this into a full-time program. So you never know what other opportunities might present themselves to, uh, to Michael Shank. But, um, I'm going to suggest, I think he's probably safe.
0: You have to say Jack Harvey has performed admirably through these years. I mean, really? Um, and you know, qualifying wise, he's getting right up there all the time now. And, and really when you compare it to like the other Andretti cars, if you want to consider that an Andretti car, I mean, I, in a qualifying at least, which, you know let's face it that's super important these days right uh, he's outperforming them
1: the qualifying shows that he's got the speed you know i think he i think he did that last year pretty well and this year you know whether it's circumstances or poor strategies in the races i think at road america then he do a hail mary fuel yeah. save at the end um, that, that really caught him out and cost him a lot of spots so so i think his race results do not reflect the speed that he's actually brought to the races this year i don't think he's been the weak link in that team through uh, the first 10 races whether
0: it's him or the team or both of them together they're having a hard time closing the deal right they're showing a lot of promise but they just can't seem to close the deal other than of course the 500 which they did with elio
1: well you know in recent weeks it just seems like they're decided that well we're not gonna we don't care about you know finishing 12th in the points this year we're gonna take some hail mary chances and try to you know, win some races or get some podiums through circumstance. And, and they've failed uh, on at least two off the top of my head that I can think of. And and those are just team choices and team strategies that haven't paid off.
0: The next question I have, Curb, for you. Look, uh, Erickson uh, had another podium, mm-hmm. uh, qualified ahead of uh, Dixon and Palau in uh, mid-Ohio. Right. Now, as I often say, one swallow does not make a spring. Uh, Even though it seems like every other writer about IndyCar does, the swallow does seem to make a spring. So let's not jump ahead of ourselves gushing praise on the the individual, but is this a moment where Erickson's going to break out here? I mean, is he going to become a consistent top of the the food chain uh, competitor uh, week in, week out?
1: Well, I mean, he's fifth in standing, so that in itself is uh, quite an accomplishment for him, I think, Uh, quite a step forward for him. Uh, He did qualify third in mid-Ohio, but I think his average starting spot on the season is still over 12.5 for an average starting spot. So I'd say he still has some work to do to improve on his qualifying. It would be extraordinary
0: if he were to start being competitive at the fr- the sharp end of the field and i say that because he's been at this what three years now right nobody gets three years in this in this league you know to kind of get there right and maybe they should yeah. it's kind of say something in itself maybe it just takes some time to kind of get there
1: well there was certainly an article this week uh making that case for new garden as being one of the rare rare uh indie light graduates that gets the time to to go through the learning curve, you know. There's also been reports that 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 uh, Ganassi changed their strategy or their outlook this year. In the past, being uh, we're going to focus on Scott Dixon and the rest of you uh, make that work for you. I guess this year they've tried to you know increase the depth of their team and and cater all their cars and the individual drivers more so than in the past. And uh, interesting. And if that's the case, and it's certainly showing, you know, the proofs in the pudding, right? They're allow erickson dixon that's three in the top five
0: do you think if danica had uh, just a couple few more years in nascar or a couple few more years in indycar curve she would have bloomed uh, bloomed into a uh, a magnificent rose
1: no no i think she she uh got the most out of her ability and uh and i think she got nothing to be ashamed of you know, <laughs> that.
0: always a defender Curb, too bad you're married. You might uh, be next on the list for her. You are such an ardent defender of Danica.
1: Yeah, on the track, not on the, uh, not out, not off the track, but on the track for sure.
0: You did mention New Garden. I feel like I need to say this. I, I think NBC kind of made a point of this in their broadcasts, and and I'll have to credit them with kind of reminding me. I mean, New Garden should be winning this thing running away.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: You you forget, like, all the things that happened, but you start adding that up. It's like, man, the guy should just be, you know, dominating this this season.
1: No, I agree. Uh, Joseph Newgarden's really been the man for five years now. He and Dixon have kind of split the spoils the last four years um, in terms of uh, season championships. But if you gave me time, I can make the case in Newgarden's. Please don't. I'll, I'll please spare don't. you that. Uh, yeah, thank
0: but, you. I mean, I, I got to uh, go to plus, sleep. Uh, <laughs> I got to go to sleep sometime tonight.
1: Um, I'll, I'll put you to sleep in a hurry if
0: you let like me. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> there's no doubt about that. But he's still in it, too. I, I think you and I disagreed a little bit at, on the last podcast if he still has a chance, and I, I still maintain he does.
1: Well, he took a good step forward here at Mid-Ohio, so um, we'll see what, what happens next. Uh, unfortunately for him, there's no Iowa this year, so.
0: There's been some uh, hay made uh, recently of, uh, you know, the captain saying, we're, you know, we're working on more ovals, more ovals coming, blah, 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 blah. The one name that keeps coming up is Iowa. Uh, Curb, are you of the opinion that that is the one that's really kind of being referenced here? Uh,
1: you got to think so. Um, he's brought it up more than once on more than one occasion. He said that uh, Bobby Ray Hall and a sponsor are looking to revive the Iowa race. You got to assume that's high V. Um,
0: yeah, I think that's. I, I wish it was like, I actually like to see him go back to Richmond, believe it or not. Um, and I think that would be successful.
1: Well, I've, I've heard other people say that too, but, uh, you know, he keeps mentioning Iowa over and over again, so that's got to mean something.
0: Yeah. I mean, Kentucky, I guess, would be another possibility. You no, know, I. I keep hearing that that's a,
1: a track's dead, from what I understand.
0: What do you mean, so, like it's in disrepair?
1: I mean, it, it's not
0: it's not operating, I don't think, and then anybody
1: expects it to. Well, and, then it uh, can
0: be on uh, Earnhardt's uh, lost you know, track, forgotten lost speedway. Lost. <laughs> they can be premiered on that show.
1: Well, you better you better get to Kentucky and Chicagoland pretty quick. Well, I I remember when Sarah Fisher was
0: leading that incredibly boring race where they all had the the thing pegged and just riding around the bottom and see who could ride around the bottom the fastest. Oh, the forgotten speedway.
1: <laughs> there you go.
0: Is that a pretty accurate curve do you think that's how he do it?
1: For Kentucky? Yes. Uh, I'd go back to that uh, memorable uh what, Ed Carpenter uh Dario <laughs> Franchitti duel, right? They just... <laughs> Carbon was pinned to the bottom, and uh, fricati was next to him for like 25 laps.
0: Yeah, <laughs> nobody could
1: move. Couldn't. It was die. just like
0: I have the sink floored. I'm going as fast as I possibly can, and, and
1: I'm, I'm on the inside, so come and just try. <laughs>
0: yeah, there's just yeah, it's insane. Well, However, I have to mention at this point when we're talking about ovals that if they can't fix the surface at Texas, what's the point of going back there? I'
1: well, maybe then cover it with dirt and see what happens. See what kind of everything can go. put on.
0: Kirk, since you're mentioning covering with dirt, uh, I have to talk a little bit about the SRX series, uh, which features several IndyCar drivers. And um, coming back uh, from my trip, I was able to watch some of the races. I watched Eldora in particular. The whole thing has just this total WWE uh, aspect to it, right? Um, Right. I mean it it is kind of funny that way like they're they're talking to uh Tony Stewart as he's in the middle of the race driving the car and he's like watch me pass Marco here and he passes Marco. <laughs> it is a bit of lighthearted racing if you will. They're they're trying to make turn Paul Tracy into the the evil guy that everybody hates and maybe everybody le- legitimately does hate him out there. Um but uh uh you know he does seem to wreck a lot of people but
1: did you, it, did you see? Did you see how they introduced him this week? Or they uh, they drove him up in a police car, and the cop got out and unlocked his handcuffs and, <laughs> yeah. and let him go for the rest.
0: <laughs> okay, precisely my point. Uh, <laughs> right. You know, um, they're really WWE and this thing pretty pretty hardcore. I don't for some reason though I don't mind it. It's 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 still entertaining to me on some on some level. I, I mean I can't I'm not gonna sit there and like you know be you know gripped by it every week, but. It's not bad.
1: But as long as they aren't taking themselves too seriously and everybody's just having fun, then it's okay, right? I mean, it's just entertainment. Sometimes they seem to spin each other just for the fun of it. You know, I don't
0: know. Uh, just, yeah, for sure. Uh, uh, and, so. and, and I've never seen Ray Everham before, but what a kook that guy is! That is like the funniest character ever.
1: So I told you the first week he's like the uh, mad scientist. You're, you're <laughs> right. He's
0: got that. He's got those really super white teeth. And kind of a little bit of an overbite and a grin, and he's got the glasses on. And, yeah, he (laughs) that guy, uh, he's he's priceless. The other really interesting thing, and I'm going to jump off the SRX train here in a second, uh, the bashing of Danica seems to be universal. Nobody likes her as a host.
1: Since they've got to hear uh, Hinchcliffe and Dario, I mean, she's going to suffer by comparison every time, I think.
0: I, I hate to bring up this topic again, but do you I, do you just totally get the impression like I do that like Hinchcliffe is definitely preparing for his broadcast career next year?
1: Well, he should be. I was I was uh, pleasantly surprised that he qualified what ninth or tenth at, at Mid Ohio. Yep. And and Hunter Ray was in the top ten too, yeah. and uh, and then I couldn't I just couldn't believe it, but somehow I could believe it. Turn one of lap one at the start of Mid Ohio, and three cars go spinning, and they're Hunter Ray, Hinchcliffe, and Rosenquist.
0: Yeah. I mean, it,
1: it was just a microcosm of the season, right? There.
0: Going back to Mid Ohio for a second, Curve, I, uh,
1: I have one more thing to say
0: before uh, you allow your floodgates of opinion to open. Lee Diffie, at the end of that race, uh, seemed to be taking a page out of uh, David Croft's uh, commentating from F1, where he was re- Ridiculously excited about the last few laps when, frankly, there was no chance of Erickson catching Newgarden. He It seemed like he was trying really hard to create, you know, some hype around a situation that really didn't warrant it.
1: I just think that's Lee Diffie. No, I I, don't think so. I like Lee Diffie. He's fine. He wouldn't be my first choice for an announcer. And he he, it had been a snoozer at the front, so I'm sure he was throwing a little bit of extra effort in there to try to hype the potential... uh,
0: yeah, anybody that can do math could tell you it wasn't going to happen. But one of the things that drives me crazy watching F one races is David Croft. I mean, he is just at a level nine to ten. You know, at, re, at for so long in in you know the most mundane and boring races, it, it's it just rubs me the wrong way. And I was kind of sorry to see. I know you think Lee Diffie's maybe a bit over the top, but I don't. He's nothing compared to David Croft. Kerb, any other observations from the race?
1: Justin, last year you posited that uh, Scott Dixon was perhaps peeking over the hill and uh, starting to lose it a bit. Yes. And after going back and watching the highlights of the uh, mid-Ohio race, I, I thought I saw a few cracks in the armor. Do you think he could be getting a little stressed out that not only is he not winning the championship behind a couple of youngsters, but one of those youngsters is his own teammate?
0: Look. I I, I got two things to say to that. One is I think I have really been always a little quick to the gun to predict somebody's demise, and and uh, Elio comes to mind uh, predicting his demise when he came in second in the championship and almost won it, although apparently Roger Penske agreed with me that year. And also I think I was was there a bit early with Dixon last year I'm trying to be objective about myself. I think I have this tendency to, to do that. Having said that, Dixon's demeanor seems to be very different this year. And maybe you're reading into it because you know the situation, but there does seem to be kind of that like, oh boy, this might be the beginning of the end kind of underlying feeling in his comments and what he says, right? right. And I've noticed that. I've noticed that. And I, I mean, from a performance standpoint, it's hard to ignore that. I'm not writing the guy off just yet, just because I think I've been too quick to do that. But I, I guess that that was a very long way of answering your question, which is yes.
1: I said, could I convince you that Dixon was the cause of both yellow flags on Saturday on Sunday, dress?
0: Well, I mean, certainly it was the cause of uh, the thing with power. You you won't you have to press me on that. Apologize, I've, I'm blacking out on the, the second yellow flag. Well,
1: the the flag uh, on lap one in the start when. Uh... Hunter Ray and Hinchcliffe and Rosenquist all go spinning around. You know, if you watch that, as they come down to turn four there, Dixon is trying to pass his teammate Erickson, who's starting in front of him. Can't quite get that done as they go through turn four. So as he transitions to turn five, he cuts down across Alexander Rossi's nose, causes Rossi to check up, who in turn causes Ray Hall right behind him to check up, who in turn causes Hunter Ray to check up. Who then gets punted by Hinchcliffe, and then of course Rosenquist checks up and gets punted by Grosjean behind him. But if you, I watched that replay a bunch of times, and obviously, and clearly, <laughs> clear, clear, clearly, I mean it's just an accordion effect, Frosty all the way back through Hinchcliffe, and eventually somebody runs out of room to just get their car checked up, and it all starts because Dixon can't get past his teammate who he's trying to pass. On the start, it ends up chopping across of uh, Rossi's nose and starts the whole accordion effect going backwards. But anyway, I'm going to pin it all on Dixon.
0: Okay. You obviously have looked at it in depth. The guy is still in third in the championship despite what it seems like, you know, kind of being nowhere all season uh, other than that one race in Texas. And, uh, you know, we then you kind of get into the discussion of, like, is this a year of change? Is this a year of the youth ascendancy? And it's hard to say it isn't.
1: They're coming, and, um, and the teams are coming, right? I mean, it's not only some young drivers, but some new teams, some new blood in the teams that are asserting themselves as well. And uh, it's all good, right?
0: Mr. Penske seems to be pleased with how it's all going even though his team is probably on the other side of that slope not performing particularly well. Kirk, uh, speaking of Mr. Pence uh, and the IndyCar series in general, we we did see that Road America has been extended for the quote foreseeable future unquote. Kirk, how long is a foreseeable future?
1: In IndyCar, you're probably uh, optimistic to say more than a year, but uh. But for Road America, I'm, getting, I'm going to guess it's at least three years.
0: Was the Richmond race uh, good for the foreseeable future? <laughs>
1: Supposedly, yeah.
0: Was the Coda race good for the foreseeable future?
1: Yeah, let well, me get me started on that one.
0: So, foreseeable futures, one year?
1: I, I'm, I'm going to give Road America three, but uh, but I think it's uh, context is always required in IndyCar. I think the foreseeable future is.
0: The next poorly attended race is the end of the foreseeable future.
1: Do you remember when um, IndyCar returned to uh, Road America? Uh, I think it was like 2015. And um, supposedly it took a year or two to get that done because the owner insisted that the race had to start at 12 o'clock Central Time, 1 o'clock Eastern Time, so that his fans could get home to Chicago and nearby places. Yep. They didn't seem to hold out for that for NASCAR, did they? I didn't notice that um, started later, three or four o'clock in the afternoon. Wow, just those NASCAR cars that go fifty-seven laps, whatever they did
0: on that track. Did you watch so any of that race?
1: I did. I, I'm a fan of that track, so I just kind of wanted to see what it was like. It wasn't. It wasn't bad, but uh, I. But you know what, what's crazy is that um, you know they have these stage racing in it and stock cars now in NASCAR. Yes, fifty lap race or something like that. Stage one was was uh, 15 laps and stage two was 15 laps and then stage three was you know they're going along and I guess you get points for winning each stage and so whoever's up at the front they got to stay out there through lap 15 to get their points but if you're the middle of the pack back you're motivated to go it's just like uh, you know pitting and then the yellow flag comes out in IndyCar they go to the pits a lap before the stage is over so they've had their pit stop the guys that couldn't surrender their positions to collect their points, you know, race to the, to the yellow flag at, la, at the end of lap 15. And they come around and get their pit stops. But the guys that were in the back who pitted, you know, on lap 14, now they're up at the front. And so it's like, you know, an IndyCar is just bad luck if that happens to you in stock cars. They were going to plan for this. And we're gonna
0: just it's starting to sound a bit like the SRX series. Uh,
1: Yeah. So it was, it was somewhat entertaining. It wasn't as good as an IndyCar race to me, but they had a hell of a crowd and they might, IndyCar might have a, have a fight on his hand for fans up there in the future. so the, for, the foreseeable future, Kerb. foreseeable future. But, uh, but I mean, in all seriousness, hopefully they can spread those events out more than two weeks apart like they were this year.
0: Kerb, uh, we've uh, we've yanked on a bit here. Uh, anything else you want to talk about?
1: No, we're probably good this week. Well, uh, you
0: saved me from pulling out my uh, desperation topic. All right, Kerb, well. Like I said, we've talked about it enough. I didn't have to bring out the desperation topic, which you would have hated anyways. <laughs>
1: All right. Well, we you can tell us what that was next episode.
0: Involves Queen Victoria. And did she have a certain psychological condition?
1: Well, now i to study up on that one for the next show. You might be intrigued to find out. Did you see where uh, Romain Grosjean wants a better team next year? Is he going to run full-time? Yeah, I think there's a
0: good chance he's headed to Andretti.
1: Yeah, well, there should be uh... – month-long break i bet there'll be a lot happening behind the scenes in any car
0: i think you're right it could be an interesting four weeks there could be stuff to comment on but if there isn't uh we'll see you good listeners then
1: enjoy the olympics everybody
0: yes enjoy the olympics and our ungrateful olympians that's right good night everybody